Thank you, guys. You may be seated. Welcome this morning. I definitely feel like a lot of things are stripped away this morning. I feel like I'm melting away this morning. How about you? Yeah? This week's going to be fun. Hope everyone has a plan. Drink water. What are the, th- what are the things you do? Drink water? What? Drink hot coffee, it cools down your body? Is that true? Someone else has heard that. Okay. Well, let me tell you something that happened to me this week. I, one of the reasons I'm wearing a sweater, and then I'm just going to tell you, and then it's just going to be out there because I feel like I can't do this. I have crazy bruises on my arm because I got blood drawn. And so they look really bad. Like this one's black. Anyway, and so they're like, do all you do is drink coffee all day? You have to hydrate. Like, it's hot out there. And I was like, well, I I drink, like, maybe two, maybe three cups of coffee, but I drink water, like, all day long. And they're like, well, coffee doesn't really hydrate you. But you just said, oh, you said cool down. (laughs) I heard something else. Okay. Anyway, it's all a moot point. Whatever. Oh, this morning's going to be fun. Okay, well, welcome this morning. Uh, My name is Melody. If you are just visiting us for the first time today, we welcome you. We invite you to fill out a Connect card right in front of you with just some information. And we'd love, love, love to meet you afterwards. And if we know you, we'd love, love, love to say hello to you. And if you're an oldie but a goodie, you're good too. Please come say hello. Uh, It's nice. Summertime is an interesting time at churches because people are on vacations or we still have bouts of sickness going through the land, right? And so uh, it's it's really uh, an interesting time where, you know, you see someone for two weeks and then you don't. And then maybe, you know. Anyway, I'm glad you all are here. I should really not be doing this this morning. I'm all over the place. Um, Well, so uh, something I want to remind you about that we uh, announced last week is that for every Wednesday in the months of July and August, we are going to be having small groups right here at church, 6.30 to 8.00. Every Wednesday, while the youth group is happening, we're going to have a special table for school-aged children, Um, but you are all invited. You are all invited. If you have not joined a small group yet, or if your small group is perhaps taking a break for the summer, or whatever it is, hey, come starting next Wednesday right here, 6.30. Is next Wednesday? Am I speaking out of turn again? It's not this Wednesday. Next Wednesday. Okay, so all the Wednesdays in uh, July and August, we will be here. So we have a sign-up for that after, um, after in the Connect cart after that. But please, check it out. Give it a try. You don't know until you try. Yeah? Will you come? Okay, well, I heard it. I didn't hear it so much over here. But next week, I'll be more pushy about it. I'll just shove the sign up in your face. Okay, so small groups. Um, We also want to mention that an email went out, and it's on our website, about the Connect video that was put out this week. Um, We were able to uh, really highlight the Levies and uh, what they're doing and their work and their mission and whatnot. Um, 
So check that out online when you get a chance. Something also happening next Sunday is community lunch. And that's a time where afterwards we just stay. We have some lunch. If you remembered to bring something, that's awesome. If you forgot, there's always someone who has made soup or chili or something. Uh, and we stay just a little bit afterwards to um, have some, some lunch together and chat. Women, tomorrow, I will see you at 6.30 at the Glendora Marketplace. Yeah? Who said, oh, yes, okay. So uh, we have our monthly women's gathering, and tomorrow we thought we'd shake things up a little bit and go somewhere. So Glendora Marketplace, if you don't know where that is, talk to me afterwards. Look it up. We all have access to Google. It's about five minutes from here. And it is a place where it's kind of like a farmer's market type feel, but indoors, and it has lots of little shops. You can get boba, you can get ice cream, you can get tacos, you can get, what else? Fried what? Fried chicken, yes. You can get all sorts of things. And so, um, what did I have last time? I think I had a burger from Doghouse, which I thought only served hot dogs. But they also do breakfast burritos, which are awesome. And they also do burgers. So anyway, so come tomorrow, 6.30. Check that out. And um, if you have any questions about this, because I probably didn't convey this very clearly. Did I do OK? It's all right? Just maybe a little more sip of coffee? OK. Well, you're going to have fun then in the next few minutes. Um, we are just going to, we should just stop and pray, right? <laughs> we should just stop and pray. Um, but thank you guys for being here this morning and um, just participating in community and let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for this morning, God. I thank you for um, just the opportunity to be here, the opportunity to see each other's faces and connect, God. I pray that as our gathering continues, God, that your hand would be upon us, upon um everyone's heart who's here upon our children outside in the other rooms lord lord i just pray uh, a wave of peace calm protection god we are here to worship you this morning would we open our hearts to do that in jesus name amen awesome thank you melody well, good morning, New Song. Uh, my name is Josh. I'm one of the pastors here, and I get an opportunity this morning uh, simply to uh, intro and talk a little bit about what this morning is going to look like. It's going to be a little different than our normal Sundays, uh, so I get to talk about that. But before I do, you might notice uh, our lead pastor, who has the accent, isn't around. You don't hear his Scottish accent raining about. Um, he is not feeling well this morning, so before I talk about what this morning looks like, I just want to pause for a moment pray for him uh, where he is, and as well this man that God has called to, to direct us and guide us through so many things. So if you would just pray with me as we pray for Grant, that would be great. Lord, we are so blessed by the Miles Era family. You brought them to us in, in a time that was pretty difficult, in a time where there was a lot going on, and you developed in them, you developed in Grant this heart and compassion and thoughtfulness that we so desperately needed as a community. So Lord, I just pray for him right now. Uh, I know his heart would be just to, to be by his church family, to be surrounded by people, Lord, but I pray that you would just touch his body, that you would heal him, that you would give him peace and rest. Lord, that spiritually and mentally, that you would guard his heart and his mind. 
that you continue to give him and bolster him in, in his abilities and his capabilities, Lord, as he looks to lead us and guide us. Lord, I know from conversations with him that he doesn't take that burden lightly, and we are so blessed to have someone who's willing to stand in that gap for us as a church and point us to you over and over. So we lift him up to you, we love him, and we pray for him in this time in your name. Amen. Thank you guys so much. Well, today I'm really excited. We just uh, finished a series, and the series is Why Do We Blank? And that series was very intentional because we spend our time in things, and we thought as a church it's our obligation to tell you why we spend time in those things. So today what we're going to actually do is we are going to talk, uh, we're going to do a little bit of a recap. Because this is what we believe. We believe the, the sermons that we just did, the teaching series we just did, has a lot of value. We wanted this to be a series that was tangible, that you could say, oh, there's actually reason behind these things. And one of the ways to do that is to actually have an opportunity to recap, to think about it, to, to digest it a little bit more. So we're going to do that in a recap. And even later, we have a time in our service that we call Prayer for Our Community. And through this series, we did a, a let it be so for us type of thing in that, right? Like, amen. Whatever was just said, let that be so for us. But we're going to spend a little bit more time in that prayer for community as we say, God, you have us in this church. You have us in, in our families, at our work, at our home, in these communities. And each week, each day, you're teaching us and you're drawing us closer to you. And we believe that that's intentional. And we believe that you might have more for us than that. So we're going to spend a little bit of time thinking about and processing what praying for our community is. And so I'm really excited this morning. There's going to be a little bit more participation, be a little bit more active. Uh, so get ready for that. Loosen up a little bit. Uh, but we just really believe that there's a lot of value in this. So we wanted to focus that and have some tangible ways to recap and pray for this morning. So I'm bringing Pastor Melody back up as she leads us through that time. Dun, dun, dun. That's right. I said this morning would be interesting, so get ready. Uh, so this morning, um, we are going to, we just sang a song that said, come to the table, come to the table. And so I'm going to talk about that in a second, but I was, um, I was just recently at a different church. What? I was just recently at a different church uh, for uh, my daughter was part of a quinceanera, and um, they had a church service, and it was in a Catholic, uh, Catholic building, and a, a priest and a deacon were giving the service, and anyway, and so uh, I was really paying attention to things that they were doing, and so the mom sitting here and the mom sitting here, who were moms of the other girls in the um, in the quinceanera squad, um, you know, I turned to them a couple times and I said, oh, why, why are we, what are we doing? I'm not sure, just follow the lead. Okay. Why do you guys do this? I, I'm, I'm, I don't know, we've just always done it. Okay, so I'm standing, I'm sitting, I'm standing, I'm sitting. And repeating things that they've just memorized, like, wait, I totally missed it. Why are we saying these words right now? I don't know, it's just what we do. And so it really struck me that we do these things sometimes because we just do, right? And so I love, that's why this, I said it a few Sundays ago, this series has been probably my favorite series here at New Song because it is talking about, well, why do we gather here on a Sunday? 
Why do we take communion together? Why do we sing? Why do we preach? Why do we baptize? Why do we do all of these things? And I feel like a lot of times in my life, um, in, in my day even, you know, I'm giving rationale as to why I do the things I'm doing, you know, to, to my husband. Well, I'm, we're going to make the dentist appointment at this time because then I'm going to be out in Claremont. And if I'm out in Claremont, I'm stopping by here. And so that's, that's my rationale behind that. Even last night, I was explaining to the kids why we have to clean the bathroom. And they were like, well, um, it looks okay. Well, sure, it looks okay. But, like, there's things that you don't see happening. So we have to wipe this place down. Scrub this place down, rather. And so uh, I feel like a lot of my energy in my life is spent explaining why I do things. And... I want to be able to answer these things when asked specifically. These are probably the most important questions to know the rationale behind of or to know, you know, what, what would you say if someone were sitting next to you right now saying, wait, why is Melody preaching right now? Wait, why do we stop to pray? Wait, why, do we, why are we taking communion? Because I tell you, I was sitting next to those other ladies, and, and they had zero information for me. And it's no knock against them. It wasn't their church, whatever. But they, they knew the words. They knew when to stand. I just followed their lead. But I would really love it if after this series, we could take away saying, hey, if someone sat next to Amy, sat next to Holly, sat next to Regine, sat next to Linda, whoever, we could perhaps give some sort of explanation as to why we do what we do. So let's recap, yes? Well, we started this uh, series on May 1st. Can you believe it's June 26th today, by the way? June 26th. And as I said, you are invited to the table today. So as uh, we just sang, there is a place for you, and there is a place for you today to help me preach. Are you up for it? I mean, it's, it's not a whole lot to live up to. So you can do this with me, yes? Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through each word we looked at. And instead of saying, hey, think about the series. No, I'm going to say, hey, think about this word that we looked at. And if that sparks something for you, if that sparks like, oh, that's right. During that sermon, I thought about this. Or during this sermon, I really reflected on that. I just want you to shoot your hand up in the air. We're going to do one or two per word so that we're not here all day. We could be here all day. I mean, it's nice. There's snacks outside. There's coffee. And coffee cools us down. Um, but we need water to hydrate. I got those two points clear. Um, so I'm going to ask that you respond in that way today, okay? So the first uh, thing we talked about was gather. Why do we gather? Why do we come every Sunday? Why, do we, why are we here? And Grant gave this message, and he talked about, you know, it's, it's not about, it's, it's a response as a community together. It's a response to worship. It's a response to take some time out of all the things we do and give back a little time and a little worship and a little, hey, this is important to me. I'm going to be here, not just for God, not just for me, but for 
other people too. So did that spark anything for anyone in here? Did the, the sermon on gathering spark anything? All right, let's go with Catherine right here. Do you want to say something? Or you were just raising your hand? Yes, okay, Catherine. Because we need each other. We need each other. Excellent. Regine, you were right next to her, right in front of oh, you. Turn sorry. around. There you go. Worship. I need the worship. 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 Mm-hmm. Anyone else? We need fellowship, and um, right now we have a dear friend at church, Chris Alec. He's in the hospital with double leukemia, mm -hmm. just diagnosed Monday. Mm -hmm. And it's so comforting to be able to come here and have the support. I'm not, I hope I'm not limited to one word, but because uh, that's impossible for me. But, um, but seriously, just to be able to come here and have, have our church family is, is a godsend. Yes. Okay. I'm going to move on to the other word. So hold your thoughts. Yes. We, um, we definitely, we know about Chris and, um, we, uh, gather together in a response to, again, as we're going to look at in a little bit, stand sometimes in the gap for each other and be there for each other. Right. Um, the next song, the next thing we did, we sang some songs. We talked about why do we sing? Who remembers that? Darren does. We sang up here. Remember, we did this side and this side and this side. And what, what, if, what song did we sing? Do you remember? What? No? I mean, if you don't know it, what? Father, I, who said it? Someone said it. Okay, we sang, Father, everybody, I adore you, and I lay my life before you, how I love you, right? And so we sang, and we said this is also in response to worship. Who remembers the song we jammed out to that day? No? Living on a prayer. Thank you. Let's sing that one. Oh, living on a prayer. I know you know it. Come on. You guys all hung out. You wanted to sing the chorus afterwards. And I said at the end of that service, I said, the chorus says, you know, I'm living on a prayer. I'm halfway there, right? Because a lot of times we feel that, um, oh, I'm mixing this up. I'm talking about prayer. You know why? Can I just, just, let's just strip it all away and be honest here. Here are my notes from today, like literally. And, uh, you know, when Grant called and said, we don't feel well, we jumped on it. But Melody apparently needs more coffee to jump on it a little better. Um, so we sang. What did we sing? Steve, you had it. Come together. Let's sing that one. Come together. Excellent. All right. So we sang that. That's why some of you were like, some of your faces in there. Feel free to stop me at any point. Um, we sang as a response to worship. What did singing spark for you? I'm just going to go straight to you guys because obviously I'm not doing this well. What did singing? Who said joy? Stephen, you said joy. What else did it spark for you when we talk about singing? Worship. What else? Emotion in general. A connection. Okay, these are all good things. Then we talked about prayer. <laughs> okay? And who remembers that? We, we did say, we sang to Bon Jovi. We said, we're halfway there. 
Because sometimes in our lives, we feel like we just don't know what else to do. We just don't have the words. Sometimes we don't even want to go to Jesus. But what was the tagline that day? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And we said it, where's Kate Keeley? We said it about how many times? 23 times. I said, hey, raise your hand anytime you're feeling anxious, anytime you're feeling um, nervous, anytime you're feeling joyful, anytime you're feeling fearful, anytime, anytime you're feeling anything, raise your hand and we're going to say, Jesus, 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 all together. And that for me was super powerful to do with you guys because it really... Um, again, it connected us. It was, we were worshiping together. We were standing in that gap together. We were praying for each other. We said there's times where people have prayed over us. There's times where, um, again, you have no word. So what did the word pray spark for you? Anybody? And raise your hand if you want the mic to come to you. What did the word pray, pray spark? Why do we pray? Anybody? Oh. Fareed. Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. The Bible stands for basic, in my view, it stands for basic instructions before leaving earth. All right. Thank you, Fareed. I'm going to keep going because you could probably preach all day too. <laughs> Who else? Anyone else? Prayer? What did the word prayer spark? Bill. Hold on. I'm going to bring the mic to you. What's that? I said when I pray for others, it lifts me up. Yes. When you and pray I, for others. I do that. I try to do that regularly. I took a challenge many years ago. When I see something crazy, a driver, if I'm tempted to get road rage, I immediately stop and pray for that person that they get there safely. Mm -hmm. And it just settles me down too. Brings you a measure it's of strong. peace. Yes. All right. Thank you, Bill. So we said that about prayer. We said we call on the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Then we talked about teaching and preaching. I'm just going to keep my hand here so that I make sure I'm going in the right order. Um, Josh talked about that. And he said, you know, we preach and teach to stir each other up. We teach and preach so that we can remember the words of God. What else did you say, Josh? You help us out today. I'm helping us? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't preach right I mean, I now. preach on it, yeah. I mean, like... uh, The other thing was stirring each other up, but also uh, having a unity in faith, that we remember that there is something that unites us in all the things that seem like they divide us. So, Did anything stir in your heart about teaching and preaching that day? Barbara. It increases our faith, yes. Mm hmm Mm hmm As we're being transformed, has anybody, before I keep going on these words, has anybody been challenged? by this sermon, by not this sermon, uh, this series, or rethought what you have been doing, perhaps, and why you do it. 
Have you been challenged? That's, that's the point of also teaching and preaching. That's the point of what we do, to perhaps see things through a different lens. Sometimes when I look at things, I remember, um, wow, my world is about this big. Because in, there's Bill, Bill's world and Barb's world and Olga's world and Candace's world and John's world. And we see our world through our lens. And that can be very narrow sometimes. And that can be very narrow and also very limiting sometimes. And um, to hear someone teaching and preaching on something, again, is, is to challenge us, to perhaps spur us on to think about things in a new light. Then the money sermon... The giving sermon, why do we give? Grant said, I'm, this is not titled the money sermon. We don't have extra envelopes out there today. He didn't say that. He actually said, what did he say? He says, God doesn't need your money. He says he doesn't need your money. But he says, you know what God does know? God knows that that is an aspect of our life that is probably one, the other one is time, Money is probably the other thing that is the hardest thing to give control to God. That is the hardest thing. And Grant said from up here, sometimes I feel better looking at my bank account than I do at my Bible. Do you remember he said that? So we talked about money and we talked about what that means um, to give to God completely. And what that means to to come and to give. Did that stir anything for, for anybody? I'm not even looking right at the crowd. I'm just looking up because I, I don't want you to feel, uh, feel convicted of my eyeballs. Okay, Nancy. It, it allows you to touch, oh, Sorry. it allows you to touch other people's lives mm -hmm. through prayer, supplication. You mm -hmm. know, it opens up the door to say, oh, wait a minute, I just went through that. You know, it's mm -hmm. awakening. It brings you closer to Christ, too. It, we also talked about how it enables things. It enables, again, response as a community, response as a um, connection for, um, for us together as we use this money to carry out ministries, to um, bless a family in need, to do whatever it is. Aaron back there had something. It protects us by God requiring us to always be looking at what he's given us and being willing to give it away. You know, if you look at the world that we're living in, power and money are driving a lot of the evil. And so God protects us by saying, no, you need to give. What I've given you doesn't belong to you. And so we need to have open hands. I, I need to look at what I have all the time and think, no, this is not mine. You know, what can I give away? And it's such a blessing to be able to help someone else and give someone else. And God touches us in such a profound way. But I really think he uses that to protect us, too. Mm -hmm. uh, Grant did mention uh, in that sermon his son Ethan had had an accident uh, that week. And what did he say? He said, nothing else mattered other than getting to my son. Right? And I think, and um, you know, when you've had someone close to you who is hurt, or who has passed on, or um, maybe you have been shaken to your very core regarding finances. 
I believe, too, that's just, um, just such a huge reminder that stuff doesn't really matter. When my mom passed on, I remember coming down the stairs, and it was, I think it was the day we, we buried her. I came down the stairs, and I was looking at this china cabinet, and I was looking at all her teapot and teacup collections. And I was thinking, gosh, these things were so important to her. She, she couldn't take this with her. It was such a, like, I know that, you know, I know that. But then I thought, in the end, this is, this is just something she enjoyed, which is, wasn't bad. It was something that she loved. It's not bad. But in the end, it's still here, and she's not. So I think also uh, when we give, it's something that God gives us. It's stuff that, that he gives us that we can give back just a little bit because it's, it's stuff, that we're just going to use to go get other stuff or spend on other stuff. And so none of that really matters. None of that matters. What matters is the heart behind it. What matters is the heart behind it. So it's challenging. Uh, then we talked about communion. And why do we do communion? Why do we do communion? We do it every Sunday here. If you don't know the answer to this question, come on, guys. Why do we do communion? We said, again, it's a time to reflect. It's a time to remember. It's a time to say, hey, this, this was done for us. So we proclaim that we remember his promises. We proclaim that we remember that he died for us, that his body was broken and his blood was shed. And at one point I made, I forget in what sermon I said this, but that my daughter calls um, the cups the juice. She calls it Jesus blood juice. And she said, oh, it, you know, can we get some of the Jesus blood juice that was served at church today? Because it was tasty that day. I guess we got the organic kind that day. Um, and I thought that was so silly. Like, oh, it's so silly, Jesus blood juice. But it's true. Like, it is Jesus blood juice. It is Jesus' blood juice. So we do this to remember his promise to us, and we do this to remember what we, what we can do for him. We, went, we moved on to serving. And what did I say? I said, Jesus doesn't want you to volunteer. The church doesn't need volunteers. We don't want volunteers. What did I say? I said I want servants. We want servants, not just me. Sorry. We, I said it, it, we don't want to volunteer because if we volunteer, we're just going to look at it in a way we're going to burn out eventually. But if we look at the heart behind it, that we're serving not only God, but the person next to us, the ministry behind it, the whatever, it's, it's the worship behind it. It's what connects us to each other. You want to get to know people in church? Serve. Show up. Yesterday, man, it was hot. It was hot, and there were people out there serving. Bill and his team, Barb, there was people in the um, garden. It was hot. But they were out there serving, serving, serving. 
I had a meeting with my pantry pickup team. And this is the team that picks up all the unseen things of the pantry. They pick up from Target. I have a, a Monday team, a Tuesday team, a Wednesday team. And I had a meeting with them, and I said, guys, without you, the people that are unseen, none of this would happen if you don't go and pick up every day, on, on your day, every week, week after week, rain, wind, or shine. And I said, you know, we serve not because we have to, but why? We get to. We get to. If we look at things with that frame of mind, if we look at things with, hey, I get to do this. I don't have to. I get to. I get to do these things. Did the Sermon on Serve spark anything for anyone? Barb. Yes. But it was the saying that said, um, the heart of the matter is the matter of the heart. I don't think that was mine, but that's a good quote. Well, uh, it was one right around there. It's in there. It was during the series. Excellent. Yes. I think that might have been on singing. I think. But yes, but that's, that's what all of this is about, and we'll get there in a minute. Anyone else about serving? Does that spark anything for you? What's that? You loved it. Thank you, Bill. I will get you those five bucks later. Uh, and then last week, you guys, last week we did a sermon on baptizing. Why do we baptize? And Josh gave it. We were outside. We saw Farid get baptized. We saw Eginor get baptized. And we said we do this to proclaim, to declare. This is a commandment, and it's not like, oh, I'm baptized, I'm good, I'm in, I got my baptism card. That's not what it is. But we do this in front of each other, too, so that we can say, hey, I'm committed to this. Will you commit to this with me, too? Will you walk this line with me? And so that was just a beautiful scene of, hey, you guys are jumping in the pool, and we're right there behind you. And there was a team of men helping another guy get in the pool. And then Eginor came out, and we got her real quick with a towel, and it was, it's such a beautiful thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty good at holding my emotions. I could not hold it in that moment because I just felt such a part of what was going into that water. So we baptized because of that. Anyone, did that spark anything for anyone before I move on? Oh, Fareed, you just want to preach. All right, short and sweet. I'll give you 30 seconds. All the men and women, you're all the same to me. You're my family. That's all I got to say. All right. Thank you, Fred. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that, that we could go on saying, and there's a lot of things that if we had a little bit more time to think about, we could say. Um, but one of the things I said during this series, too, is that sometimes, again, like my friend sitting next to me in that Catholic service, sometimes we have heard these words so much that we become numb to what they actually mean, to what they actually represent. And that, uh, if you remember, I was taking care of a dog 
a couple, oh yeah, dog went home, dog's gone. Um, I mean, it was great, but um, I was taking care of this dog and I was just, as an adult, I'm just like, oh, this dog and the poop and the water and the shade and the, all the things and the hair and, and my kids were just like so excited to have this house guest. So excited. They didn't want to go to sleep the night he was coming over. They were waking up early to pick him up, uh, to play with him before school. They were, you know, spent, it was hot. They were out there all afternoon playing with him. They saw this dog as such wonder. And I, as an adult, because with my experiences that have shaped me, with, with what I know, I'm kind of numb to the wonder of what this animal brought to my house. And I said that sometimes we look at these words, gather, sing, pray, teach, give, communion, serve, blah, blah, blah. We can get numb to their meaning. We can get numb to their significance. But these words should spark wonder in us. And these words should spark a response in us. Whether that's tangible, that's actually something you go and do. Or whether that's something that's changed in your heart. Whatever it is it should spark some sort of response to us in that we can worship our God through this response. It, it, these things are, are presented to us, these words we participate in because God wants us to grow. He wants us to grow through them. He wants us to connect through them, not just to him, but to each other too. We do these words so we can proclaim the name of Jesus here and now. And we do these things also to promote joy, even in the midst of perhaps sorrow, in the midst of a challenge, in the midst of uncertainty. We do these things to proclaim that we have a hope. We do these things as a response to our God and to each other. And so right now I'm going to have us respond in communion, and we're going to do it together. So I'm going to ask the band to come up, and um, elders, please take your stations wherever you are. And I'm going to ask you to hold it. I'm going to ask you to hold it, and I'm going to say, hey, sometimes we do it separately, sometimes we do it together. Let's do it together as a response Hey, God, we've looked at why we gather, why we sing, why we pray, why we preach, why we give, why we do communion, why we serve, why we baptize, God. We're going to ask him to promote whatever response that is in our hearts. And that these words wouldn't just be words, that they would spark something in us. So please, there's uh, stations in the back and stations up here. The band is going to play. Come grab your communion. And again, just... Um, communion is a time where a lot of people like to just be reflective and quiet. We just ask that you respect that. And when I see that everyone is served, we will come on back. So please go ahead and grab that right now.
for spoken word you were singing over me so so good to me if you if you need communion brought to you just raise your hand and we'll get someone to do that As I said in the beginning, the song we sung earlier was, hey, there's, there's a table here. And there's room for everybody. There's room for everybody. There's a song that um, I was asking Kaylee, my, my daughter got back from uh, high school camp, and I was like, what songs did you sing? Did you sing Big, Big House? And she was like, huh? And I said, yeah, it's a song that says... Um, uh, now I can't sing it because I'm listening to this song. But it says, uh, it's a big, big house with lots and lots of room. A big, big table with lots and lots of food. A big, big place where we can play football. A big, big house. Boom. It's my father's house. And so she's looking at me like some of you are looking at me right now. And uh, she was like, mm, was it from the 80s? It's my teenager right now. Anyway, and so I said, no, it's just a great, like, song that brings you together, that brings you all together, and that brings you close. And, and then Josh, my snarky 12-year-old right now, goes, well, then why don't we sing it at church, Mom? And I was like, that's true. True, son. Thank you. I will bring it up to the worship team. But, um, but it just reminds, it's just a great song that gets people pumped about like, hey, there's, there's a place for us here and now and later on. Here and now and later on. And I love, I love, I love that when we take communion together, when we take communion together, oh, there's also room for dogs in the Father's house. Ah. Uh, so it's a, it's, it's a place, for, it's a time where we can come together and say, we respond together because this is something that's not just for me, for us who are speaking up here, for the guys who are serving it. No, it's for everybody. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've done, even this morning, there's a place for you at the table and God wants you here. If there's a word here, gather, sing, pray, teach, give, communion, serve, baptize, that sparked something in you, pay attention to that. Pay attention to that because that's God working something in you right now. And maybe there's, there's follow-up to that. Maybe there's a response that you have to take. But right now, here and now, we're going to respond in this way and ask God, God, would you let us pay attention to what you are calling us to do in our lives? God, would you initiate the response you would have me do to you with those around me in service? Whatever it is, God. And God says, start here. Remember that my body was broken for you and my blood was shed for you. Because that's what we all, all 
have to celebrate, have in common, and we all get to do today together. Let's take the bread. And I'm going to pray over the cup. Lord, we proclaim your name in this morning, God. And we say thank you, God, for connecting us. Thank you for, for having a place at the table for us. Thank you, God, that even through trials, even through uh, challenges, sorrow, grief, God, that, that you want to connect with us. And joy is possible. Hope is possible. A future is possible because of the sacrifice you gave. Thank you, God, for the way you love us. Let's take the cup. said um, we believe that uh, this series is just an example of what we lean into every time we meet and that's that God's word is transformative there's a banner on the wall it says that we are transformed by the Holy Spirit to follow Jesus love people and do good and we fought we focus on the follow love do because there's some action we want to be moving but it all starts with the transformation that's only found in God that's only found in in what Jesus has done in our life. And so we're going to take a time just to pray right now. We believe that one of the tangible ways that we can respond to God's word is in prayer. And we believe that that does something. And, and in the series we've talked about, you, you can be seated if you want. I don't want you to feel like you have to stand. Um, it's just going to be a couple minutes though. Uh, the, we believe that we believe that when we pray that something happens. And that's tricky, right? It gets weird. It's hard to think of, okay, what does this do? How does it work? But, but we trust that something amazing happens when God's people come together and we pray. And so we're going to take time to do that this morning. What we've done in the past is we've heard a message and we said, okay, God, you're teaching me something. Let that be true. Let that resonate in my life. And with communion, we do this a lot of the times too, right? We, we assess ourselves and where we are with God and, and we have this moment with God. But what we wanna do in the future is we wanna say, God, stir us to look beyond ourselves. We are in communities. We are in groups of people that we interact with. This week, you are gonna enter into different environments and communities. And our hope is that God's word from the service, experiencing time to worship, that, that that will change how you live in those moments. So when we have this time, what we're going to do is we're actually going to pray for our communities. This last week, Roe versus Wade was overturned. And, and my guess is you've experienced this in some way or another. That once again, as true to the last couple of years, there's been a bomb thrown into our society that has created cracks and fissures in between the communities and relationships we're in. And those cracks are because of the differences in responses, right? Whether people are, are excited or sad or angry or worried or apathetic, whichever, whatever emotion arises because of what just happened makes its way onto the internet, makes its way in conversations, and gives more and more opportunity to break apart what God wanted to bring together. So more than ever, last week I talked about 2 Corinthians, and 2 Corinthians 5, it says 
that we, have, that we are ministers of reconciliation. What that means is those gaps that are created from things like that just happened, that we as a church, as individuals, have an opportunity. Because the easy thing is to pick a side. The easy thing is to do what I have a tendency to do, just bury my head in the sand, whatever, not gonna get into political stuff. Those are the easy things to do. But there was great wisdom by Bill earlier. When he says he sees that driver that's being crazy that probably made you mad too, right? Riling you up, that he prays for him. Because when we do that, we allow and we force ourselves to stand in the gap. We don't get to take the easy way out. So right now, that's what I'm asking of you. When things like this hit our culture, it doesn't even matter what side of the, the conversation that you land on. What matters is there's people and consequences and situations and hearts and experiences that are behind all of these things. And we're called to see that. Because what we don't need to do is go defend God and battle for God and prove him to be right. Because what God wants us to do is love his people. So we're gonna practice that right now. I'm gonna pray. And as always, when I pray, I would encourage you not to hear my words because honestly, they aren't that great anyway. But to go to God yourself, think of your communities, pray for what they're experiencing and pray for how you might represent Jesus in that community. Later in that 2 Corinthians passage, it says that we're ambassadors of Christ, that he might be making his appeal through us. God's appeal isn't that you are right or you bring all this awesome knowledge to people. God's appeal is that through his people that other people would experience his love. God's appeal is that we would stand in tension because we love people. And the only way we can do that is because we know that he first loved us. So let's go to God together in that. Lord, we are blessed. The very fact that we sit in this room is a blessing. Melody said earlier that, that when we see, when we open our hearts, when we open our minds to another person's world, that, that it can feel weighty. I pray a prayer over this room right now that you would open hearts, that you would open minds, that you would, that you would put a burden on us for the communities that we find ourselves in. That we wouldn't just respond to how, how it's affecting us or what we know or what we think, but we would see people, people that were created in your image who are experiencing real difficulties and we would prioritize that over everything. Because God, we believe that you call us to be ministers of reconciliation. We believe, as crazy as it sounds, you call your church to be the most tangible representation of your love, grace, and mercy. So we ask that you put that upon us. I ask that every person in this room think of the communities they're in. Think of how they might be more loving, more caring, more helping in those situations. And that they would go to you and ask for the strength to stand in that gap. So God, we thank you for our communities. We pray for everyone affected, even this last week with what just was overturned, Lord. There are so many different emotions coming up from that, and we ask that you open our eyes to opportunities to love, 
rather than to gloat or to debate or to disagree. We know the only way we can do this is through your grace and your mercy. In your name, amen.